Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Happy Friday. The weekend arrives a little early this week, and that's because today is National Fun at Work Day. Have fun at work. Well, have fun working. Have fun at work. Have fun working. Fun? This is hard work. It's okay to have fun at work. Not work. Fun. My work is fun. Someone's having fun at work today. It is National Have Fun at Work Day. Let's get the show started. already know Fridays are styled by the homies over at Charlie Hustle. KCMS 20, 20% off in-store and slash or online. There you go. You got options. Maybe you got options. On the show today, we preview the AFC Championship matchup between your Kansas City Chiefs and the bums from Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens. Joshua Briscoe from Sports Radio 810, WHB back on the program. But first, we kick off this show making a little history, baby. Lucas? Aye. Ten eyes, three nays. Ordinance passes. That was the roar from members of KC Tenants who supported the ordinance that passed at City Hall. They say that currently, renters are restricted to a very few select neighborhoods in the city. Tenants now have more opportunities to decide where they will live. They will improve the quality of life. Uh, Again, the opportunity to be able to live where you can afford regardless of how you pay. Alicia Jenkins says the new law opens doors, empowering tenants to get out of so-called poor neighborhoods where people live impacts their health, education, and more. Access, access, which means a lot to better opportunities, quality community centers, quality healthcare centers, uh, quality. Low credit, prior eviction, background check issue, any one issue is no longer a problem for a tenant. Casey tenants say more than 100 other cities have passed similar discrimination laws. It's still profitable to be a landlord in those jurisdictions. It's not Armageddon out there, right? Landlords must look at the whole person. They can screen and deny tenants who fail to meet multiple criteria if they have more than one issue. The adults in the room are here. Uh, This is a new city council, a city council that listens to the people. And when the people speak, city council listens. That's our job. We finally won after almost four years. This is just just incredible. And I'm just so super excited. Rate, review, subscribe, do that thing you do. Kansas City, back in your feeds on Monday. It is a good day, a damn good day to be a Kansas Cityan. We'll see ya in the morning. Show. Back, 
by popular demand, backed by hot take. Brother Briscoe from Sports Radio 810 WHB. It is an AFC championship game, Red Friday. We got to make that flow better, Josh. Welcome back to the show, my main. Listen, we've had six years to figure this out. I don't know how to do. I don't know how to do AFC Championship Red Friday. Maybe just take the game out because it's not actually a game yet. I, I don't know how to get the uh, the introductions quite right. Obviously, that's uh, something you've got figured out. I don't believe that I'm backed by a popular demand, but if I'm backed by your demand, that's good enough for me as well. Oh wow! Did we just both gas each other up? I really appreciated I mean, that. This is a very gassy show with both of us. People should know that. We talked a little bit on Monday. Played. Monday morning quarterback this week, and we were just kind of breaking down the game against the Bills, but let's move forward. In fact, can you break down a little bit of the NFC before we head over to, you know, the main event? What's going on across the pond? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the right term. Uh, The NFC matchup is, is spectacular because you've got the San Francisco 49ers, who have been the class of the NFC all year long, they've obviously been good for a while, but they haven't actually, you know, won the whole thing. You may remember them from a Super Bowl a few years back where they fell just short. They've changed some things there, but but Kyle Shanahan's the head coach, and he's got an absolutely masterful grip on that offense. Brock Purdy, the quarterback, was the last pick in the NFL draft. Not this most recent draft, but a year prior. Played some last year. Been the starter all year this year. He's a great story, but there's a lot of conversation about like how much credit goes to Brock Purdy. So I'm giving you like the narrative prep so everybody can have these conversations you know, around championship weekend and into your Super Bowl parties and everything. On the other side, the Lions are the Detroit Lions. They hadn't hosted a playoff game in 30 years. They won it. They won again. Now they're going to San Francisco for the NFC Championship game. The Lions right now have full-on America's team vibes. Their head coach, Dan Campbell, former player. Do you know what kind of guy Dan Campbell is, Hartzell? Like the two Dan Campbell things that I think paint the best picture of him. In his introductory press conference, when he got that Lions job, he talked about how we're going to get knocked down, we're going to get back up, we're going to get knocked down, we're going to get back up, and we're going to bite your kneecaps when we get back up, too. And it's like, whoa, Dan, hey. But the other side of Dan Campbell is that he he has, I think, shed tears at the podium more often than any current active NFL head coach. And the relationships that he seems to have in that building, both with his coaching staff and the organization around him, which, by the way, just like an interesting to note in a very white spot of the, the sport in terms of NFL coaching, Dan Campbell, football white guy has a very diverse staff around him and the, the Lions organization above him as well. So something to keep in mind. I can't find anyone on the planet within the NFL realm who's ever said a bad syllable about Dan Campbell. Anyone that can kick off their administration with quoting Chumbawamba and I get knocked down, <laughs> but I get up again, you ain't ever going to keep us down. That's essentially the, the M.O. for the Detroit Lions. It really is. It's also, I mean, the MO for Detroit sometimes, right? And, and their quarterback, Jared Goff, the first overall pick for the Rams many years ago, they have the trade a few years back where Matt Stafford and Jared Goff get kind of traded for each other because the Rams wanted to upgrade. The Rams win a Super Bowl. Jared Goff ends up in Detroit where Stafford was this whole time. They just beat the Rams uh, to, to continue their playoff run there in Detroit. That was an amazing game to watch. But now Jared Goff is sort of like this discarded, kind of in, in an Alex Smith vein a little bit where another team wanted to move on and upgrade and the Rams won a Super Bowl. Well, now Jared Goff 
has vanquished the Rams in these playoffs, and he and Dan Campbell have a chance to get the Lions to the Super Bowl, which is something I'm not sure I ever thought I would see in my lifetime. <laughs> so that's the dynamic on the NFC side. I, the Niners are favored. They, they probably will win, but I mean probably in a championship game is always some amount of coin flip. The Niners are favored. The Lions are a very lovable underdog. And once again, you know, to our friends in Philadelphia, you know, when you celebrate your Super Bowl at Arrowhead, you know, in yeah. week 10, yep. maybe not the best idea. Probably not. And the Lions, obviously, we saw them in week one and, you know, the Canarius Tony issues and the offensive issues, lots of issues. That is an organization that has, I think, always understood what their goal is while also being able to enjoy the, the steps they've made so far. And again, I think I think that's just both of those NFC teams have really good leadership. That, that is fair, I think, to note. All right, Brother Briscoe, let's talk about the good guys. Yeah, so are you still sweating as much as I was on Monday? Are you sweating even more? I think I said this on Monday, or if, and if I didn't, we'll go ahead and debut it again here. Last week, the wrong team was favored. The Chiefs going to Buffalo and the Bills being at home and all of that was all fine, but I, I really do think the Chiefs deserve to be the favorite in that game, and the fact that they were an underdog was just you know good for um, everybody to take advantage of in the books or whatever. This week, the Ravens are favored, and they should be still. I, that hasn't moved for me. I, I think the Chiefs have shown you sparks, and they've shown you reasons for optimism, and they've shown you plenty of paths to the potential win in this game. This would not be some unthinkable upset, but I do think it would be an upset with the year the Ravens have had. They're excellent on both sides of the ball. They're well coached. They've got the quarterback. They have the weapons, and they haven't made the kind of mistakes the Chiefs have been dealing with kind of of the self-inflicted variety for so much of this season. So I I think the, the Ravens are as worthy a foe as this Chiefs team will see. They've already overcome a game they were supposed to win at home, a game they weren't supposed to win on the road. But right now, I, I am still in coin flip kind of territory. I do think this is a game that could go either way. I think that fact being as as concrete in my mind as it is also means it will be a sweaty experience for everybody. <laughs> I have a rule, Josh, that I don't put any money down on conference championship mm -hmm. forward. I don't touch that. Josh, I did pretty well last week. Made like 200 <laughs> bucks. Did pretty well. Yeah, so yeah. I'm done. I am done. I'm walking away from the table. But that being said, any bets that look pretty good to you? I have also, I had a good week last week and I felt like I had a good <laughs> feel on some things. And this week I've been looking around going, man, I am not, I am not as confident about some of these things. So I'm in a very similar boat. Do you think the Chiefs getting points is interesting? But if you told me the Ravens won this game on a you know fourth quarter touchdown and they end up winning by six or seven, that wouldn't shock me at all. And I, I don't like to bet on things that I think have a 60% probability. Like I like to really feel like I've got a little angle there. I think Rasheed Rice probably gets a lot of work in this game. I don't have all of the lines in front of me right now, but I do think that if you're if you're getting Rasheed Rice uh, overs at good numbers, that would be worth looking at because I do think the Ravens are going to have a little better of a time in the middle of the field than the Bills did. They had a practice squad linebacker out there calling the defense. So I think the Chiefs are going to try to run through Rice a little bit, kick it out to him outside, and then let him work vertically after that. So that's the one guy right now that, that has sort of risen up my list a little bit. And I might have to poke around the books after uh, after the show today. Oh, man, I'm looking at just the straight up. That ain't bad. Oh, let me stop. Let me stop, Josh. Stop it. The money stop line's it. tempting. I get it. I get it. I end up there all the time instead of actually just taking like regular lines because I know they're trying to win. I don't know that they're trying to cover three and a half. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's something in there psychologically, even at this point in the, the sports book experiment, that I still get a little bit hung up on. Of like, I, 
I, I know the Chiefs are going to try to win, and you're getting them at good plus money right now, I imagine. It's tempting. I can't pretend it's not tempting. Well, it's just not fair, Josh, because I know that they are trying to win, but why aren't they trying to win for me specifically? You know, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Chris Jones makes a million dollars if they win on Sunday. With one of his incentives, it's a combo deal, first team all pro and make the Super Bowl. So play for the Chiefs and play for Chris Jones if you want. I'm hoping that means we get week 18 effort out of Chris Jones because the dude should be on fire. Josh, you get a chance to talk to a lot of these athletes day to day. And I know a lot of them are looking to put some of their money in different foundations or charities or organizations. If you get a chance to talk to Stone Cold Chris Jones, can you relay to him that the Save a Hartzell Foundation is always looking <laughs> for donations? I will try to I will try to make that known. It would be easier to get there if they do win this game. Yeah, healthy Hartzell. You've got a lot of good. The American Hartzell Association. Oh my god. Yeah, this is really good. I, I, I didn't even realize how punnable your name was until right now. It's just sitting there. It's like the heart and soul of giving, you know? Yeah. The Hartzell and Soul of Giving. <laughs> Truly phenomenal work we just did. We just put together an excellent shift right there. You don't come to this show for uh, some punny name game stuff. You found the wrong people. Real quick, Josh Briscoe, because I know you got to get to work because you're clocked in. But we did tease a little bit about the stadium stuff. I want to have you play the role of man on the street. What are you hearing from the text lines to the phone calls that you get? What's the consensus? The consensus right now and the only consensus right now is exhaustion. <laughs> there are people who are furious with Frank White. There are people who are furious with the Royals. I don't know if people are furious with the Chiefs. They're kind of the passenger in this. They also, I think, I'd like to get some details from them too while we're at it. But I think the only overwhelming thing right now is that people don't really want to talk about it. They don't really want to hear about it. And unfortunately, I do think that leads to a point where we're going to end up voting with less than enough information. And we're going to be voting without having all of the details and all of the conversations we should be having in this time. So I think, again, the, the only real consensus is sort of frustration, exhaustion, and the feeling that I, I don't think that anybody gets to claim that they have handled this super duper well. I also end up falling on a side of like, man, it would be interesting. Like if any of these economic studies showed something different, maybe that would be telling. But no, they pretty much all come back with the same sort of pocket of results. And I understand none of us don't want the Chiefs and Royals to be here. That's also pretty unanimous. But the process of all of this has been really draining. And, you know, my tax dollars already went to pay for a refurbishing of Clark Hunt's big uh, video screen at Arrowhead, and I don't get to play video games on it. So I don't feel like that's necessarily where I want it to go. But again, there really is, I think, and I would love to actually have a conversation with you at some point about this in some more depth. I think there really is some reason that can be found in little pockets of this all over the place. I don't think anyone has benefited from the way that it's been handled. Listen, I believe that we are America's team. I really do. And with that comes certain responsibilities, right? We got to be able to flex on the field, but also don't forget about our folks who are going to be the ones in the stands at that field. Does that make sense? Am I preaching? It makes absolute sense. I love it when you start preaching. Sorry. I will warn you, <laughs> if there's a Chiefs-Lions Super Bowl, do not call the Chiefs America's team. People will yell at you. The Chiefs will have to be the villains on the national stage, but we got to watch out for our people around here right now. That is absolutely consistent, regardless of who they're playing. To end this on a wrestling reference, because of course, faces, the good guys, faces have more friends, but heels have so much more fun. Joshua Briscoe, Sports Radio 810, WHB, my brother, plug the handles. 
it makes sense that this show is always having so much fun. Uh, you can follow me any places at JB Briscoe. We got new episodes out of Only Weird Games on KC Sports Network. Me, Seth Kaiser, and Nate Taylor breaking down the game and a lot of other chaos as well. Plus, you can uh, check out the written work at arrowheadreport.com. I'll have the post-game show on 810 after the game. And again, at JB Briscoe on whatever social you feel like using. Love you, brother. We're going to chat soon. Enjoy this weekend, my friend. You all deserve the best. You guys give us the best, and we appreciate you. Trying to be one-eighth of the Hartzell in this uh, in this community, and I'll, I'll be happy with that. Hey, I'll be the heart. You can be the soul. How about that? You're both! You're heart and soul! It's unfair! I don't even get to be the patriot! I get no